0: Rick Dayton Show on KDKA, the voice of Pittsburgh, joined now by one of our best authors in the city of Pittsburgh. And he's got a brand new book that's put out in conjunction with the Heinz History Center talking about Isleys. And we are delighted to join into the program. Brian Butko on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm
1: great. How are you?
0: The idea of doing a book about Isleys is about as Pittsburgh as it possibly can. It would be almost like you writing a book about Kennywood, right?
1: Yeah, that's uh, quite a coincidence. Yeah, of it is kind I'm... of a, kind
0: of one. You, you've already <laughs> done that one, haven't you?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Yeah, so tell me about the genesis of this book. Where did the idea come from? How long did it take you to put it together, take it from there?
1: Well, you know, growing up here, Isleys were everywhere. And then one day you look around in the 1980s and they're all gone. They're so gone, right. um, I wanted to figure out what made them so popular because half a century later, people still... Uh, remember them fondly and then how could that all collapse and where did those stores go and, and especially I wanted to, uh, capture people's memories before uh, they had all faded away.
0: And so what it resulted in is a book called Isley's Chipped Ham, Klondike's, and Other Tales from Behind the Counter. You've got to talk about things like skyscraper cones, right? I mean, you've got to talk about chopped ham. You have to talk about those chocolate milkshakes, the Klondike bar. But where do you begin in terms of telling that story and getting information on the franchise?
1: Well, uh, that's a great question, because even though they're still an Isley's company and they're expanding, they they brought out ice, back ice cream a couple years ago. They just brought out coffee. But it's not the family that had owned it uh, throughout its history, the mm-hmm. Isley family. So um, there really are no records. There's no company history to go back to. So I just started, um, I guess, pounding the pavement, uh, asking people what they knew and what photos they might have and there's still a lot of the eisley family left in pennsylvania and ohio so they were a tremendous help in uh giving me uh information and loaning some of their old family photo albums
0: is it true that eisley's actually started in ohio and then moved to western pennsylvania in the 30s is that true do i remember that correctly uh, that,
1: yep yeah, that's uh true because um the original uh founders uh the husband and wife settled in uh Ohio back in the 1830s because the mountainous region uh, just over the border looked like so much like Switzerland. In fact, it was named Switzerland Township for all the uh, Swiss settlers there. And that's where the uh, chain started.
0: So what is the most famous product that they have? As as you're going around asking these questions, I mean, is it the chipped ham? I mean, is it the, the dairy products? Is it there? I, I mean, what is it that people say they're known for?
1: Well, uh, locally, it's definitely the chipped ham. That's what everyone uh, remembers and loves. But of course, nationally, it's the Klondike part mm-hmm. because um, back in the late 70s, uh, when an outside firm purchased the company, that was their goal to take that national, And it makes sense because Isley's had hundreds of stores, so you have overhead and labor costs and insurance and inventory, and instead, uh, the new owners saw, well, we can open one or two factories that all they do are, you know, just a few workers can crank out thousands of Klondike bars per hour and then send that on to the grocery stores to worry about. So it was logical that that was done. but Of course, heartbreaking to anyone who remembers Isley's in every neighborhood Homestead had two stores. Um, Greater McKeesport had five stores at one time.
0: And yet at the same time, it now is a distant memory. I mean, things change, things go away. I mean, it's different than, I guess, having a a convenience store, right? I mean, it's not the same as having a 7-Eleven or a Circle K or a Speedway because that's not really what the original stores were.
1: Right. The the original stores were much more... um, uh, they needed a lot more staff because there were three areas. You had the ice cream area, and then you had the deli area, and then you had a lunch area. So really, you needed a full staff to do all that. And, um, you know, that's one of the challenges that when you have a store like that versus, as you say, a Seven Eleven, Um it, it was hard to keep up with that. And with uh, grocery stores that would have a giant parking lot, uh, free parking as opposed to trying to find a space on main street in any of the hundred towns they were in.
0: Brian Putco joining us. He is the author of a brand new book about Isley's called Isley's chip, Tam Klondike's and other tales from behind the counter, 148 pages. But I think it's the images that are in there too, that are going to take a lot of people back. Where did you get so many photos?
1: Um, yeah, it was quite a challenge because, um, We're so used to having our phones and taking pictures all the time now, Mm -hmm. but photographs even of the 70s and 80s are hard to come by, let alone the 30s and 40s. So just a little bit of everywhere, um, including the Heinz History Center where I work and who published the book. Um, Some of the Isley family donated their family photo collections here. So right in our library and archives, we have um, some of those photos, but I sure wish we had more of the, insides of stores or um, even the boulevard we all love the boulevard plant and boulevard coffee but um uh we think there's only one photo uh inside there and we're not even sure of that um it's just uh people didn't go around with cameras taking pictures of um, ice cream stores back then.
0: Well, cameras weren't uh, on our phone, and you had to literally have something that was a camera with film in it and know how to get it exposed properly, too. Um, this right. is one an interesting thing, that if people come down to the Heinz History Center and pick up a copy of the book, the first 500 people are going to be entered into a pretty cool drawing. I, I'm not going to steal your thunder. Tell them what they'll win.
1: Well, the Isley Company, which... Um, helped with the book, but they they really didn't control what we would say or do. They were were really hands-off, but they're, of course, excited, and um, they sell their ice cream pints. You see them at Giant Eagle and other stores. Well, they've offered um, a a year of ice cream free for one of the first 500 people to buy the book, and um, I know that the book all of a sudden is selling really well, so If you're interested, now's a good time to buy a book because you'll be entered in this drawing. And um, I think uh, they end up giving a coupon so you can go buy that yourself a, a couple times a month. But it's a fantastic deal. It's worth a lot of money,
0: apparently. So you don't even have to have a chest freezer to put a year's supply of ice cream in, right? I mean, you can can keep it in the upper portion of your refrigerator freezer. Brian, thank you so much for being here and telling us about it. Uh, Again, it's always great to know that these parts of Pittsburgh history are being preserved, and we appreciate what you do at the Heinz History Center and uh, your work there in the publications and also with Western Pennsylvania History Magazine. Thank you for being on KDKA. Right. Well, thank you very much. You bet. Brian Butko joining us here on KDKA. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.